0: Welcome back to the podcast, still don't have a name for it yet, we'll figure it out sometime, but we have Tom Schieffer on, Tom's another MHS guy, junior, going to be senior with us um, on the football squad with uh, me and some of the other boys, but Tom,
1: I'm
2: glad to have you on, bro. Thank you, Grant, happy and very excited to be on
1: this podcast that does not have a name yet. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah, we're recording this right after our podcast with Harry and in between. Still haven't come up with anything, yeah. but I'm sure we'll figure it
0: out. Too indecisive. That's something that comes with this age is indecisiveness. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, Tom, uh, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit more? I was pretty brief there with it.
2: Okay. Uh, my name is Tom Schiefer. As uh, Grant said, I am a junior at Memorial High School. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, I grew up in Rochester, Minnesota. I moved here uh, beginning of sixth grade, so I've been in Eau Claire for a while. Um yeah. As Grant said, I'm a football player. That's probably my one thing. That's my one sport. Other than that, just trying to survive school, trying to pass and get a high school diploma. Yes, sir. That's <laughs>
0: awesome. That's awesome. I never knew you grew up in Rochester. I, I figured you were gone and you did, you moved here kind of at the beginning of that sixth grade time, mm-hmm. but um, how was the adjustment for you? You, you like the Eau Claire area a little bit more?
2: Honestly, it was great because in Rochester, it's a lot more crowded. Because it's like the hub for all the doctors. Yeah. Because it's Mayo Clinic, and that's the medical school and the residency. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty crowded. Um, I liked Rochester, but moving to Eau Claire, I love the atmosphere here. Everyone's so awesome. nice, uh, and it was super easy adjustment for me because it was in. I got here like middle of fifth grade actually, but my parents decided that I didn't need to go to fifth like the rest of fifth grade. So I met everyone sixth grade, and they just assumed that I was from one of the other schools. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it was perfect. Yeah, that is perfect. That's awesome, man. Um, so uh, one reason we wanted to get you on here is you've started a little Instagram page called Discipline and or Regret. Um, and I've been a big fan following that um page, that Instagram page as it started up. So can you just talk a little bit about kind of why you wanted to start that project in the first place and uh, kind of what conspired you to do that?
2: Yeah. So for me, the main thing is football. So, mm-hmm. um. Growing up, I was always the smallest person, uh, height and probably weight in my classes. And I played a little bit of football when I was a kid, but um, I got to, like, fourth grade and my parents wouldn't let me play because I was too small. Mm. And because of that, they also wouldn't let me play in middle school. So while all my friends were playing football, I was forced to play, like, soccer and mm-hmm. stuff that's also fun, but not my main interest. Yeah, yeah, get that. So, in high school, when my parents finally let me play, because I begged them and begged them, uh, I, I knew I needed work to do, because I just didn't have that experience. So, over time, my, you could say, dream was to play varsity for Memorial, and I knew I needed to put that work in.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I started doing that probably sophomore year, and then over time, I'm like, I need to like journal my progress, because that would be really cool.
1: Yeah.
2: and that came to another thing, and the DOR Instagram page was founded.
0: That's awesome, dude. That's such a great story. I love that. I love that so much. So, Wendy, would you say your passion for football really started? Was it that young age?
2: Yeah, or, I always loved it. Okay, I think I first played. So in Minnesota, the rules are different. You can play tackle football starting first grade. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. So I played tackle football first and second grade. Mm-hmm. And then once that, everyone started growing and I stayed the same is when I got taken out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's unreal
0: to do that. Okay, so um, just to back it up again a little bit more, um, what are your first couple memories of, like, playing football again because you took that little hiatus in between Mm -hmm. because you were a little small. What was it like coming back? Was it hard? So Did you still have the love there or did you?
2: I was nervous, but I still loved it. I I was nervous because I didn't have that experience. Mm -hmm. And seeing animals like Loyal and Grant on the field, I'm like, (laughs) there's no way I can compete with that. So we'll see how this goes. And I just competed. Uh Luckily, I got a backup spot. Uh, I think it was against – yeah, behind Lucas for a outside linebacker. Yeah. And he got tired or injured for a couple of plays and I went in and I actually got a sack against Lacrosse Central at the end of the game and I got the starting spot for the rest of the season. So I was really hyped. I remember that game, dude.
0: Freshman year. I I wish we could go back. Those were the times, <laughs> man. Those were when the times, times were simpler. <laughs> yeah. Just go out and play football. You didn't have to worry about college or anything else. You just Played football yeah, or a no, disease. No pandemics. Yeah. So how has uh, COVID really impacted your grind process?
2: For me, I've been so blessed uh, because for most people, it's kind of put a halt on their physical progress, especially for sports. Mm-hmm. However, with myself being blessed again uh, with the gym at home, it's been the same for me. Amen,
0: brother. Amen. What's your weight room like? Why don't you explain that? I know what it's like, but for those out yeah, there listening. Yeah.
2: So, um, I'm lucky enough to have a half rack a half rack at home with uh, bumper plates and barbells and a platform as well so I can do Olympic lifts, I can do bench press, squat, deadlift, all that without hurting the floor. Um, I also have some cardio machines like a rower, a erg. I've got a pull-up bar, just your basic essentials for uh, just getting better.
1: Mm-hmm. So what kind of advice would you give to someone who's like, my goal is to get like with their goals being somewhere along the lines of i want to get more fit or mm-hmm. i have this aspiration for being under this weight or mm-hmm. like what what kind of stuff can you say about that
2: um what i have to say actually i'm going to pull up the quote that is kind of the foundation of discipline or regret let me read it pull
0: around. that out man That's a good, I couldn't say it off the top of my head either, but I've, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know
2: it, but I just don't want to screw it up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I get that.
2: Here we go. We must all live with one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret you can choose. So I really like that quote because no matter what you're going through, Mm -hmm. it could be through school. It could be through fitness. It could be a life problem or just anything you, there's two choices. You can do the work, you can uh, grind it out, and you can have those results, those mm-hmm. positive yeah. results from doing that, yeah. or you can push it off, and you can just not do the work, and you can have those consequences yeah. of and regret. Yeah, that's ultimate awesome.
0: fear being regret, thinking I could have done it, but I never did, thinking I should have mm-hmm. done it, but I never did. Mm-hmm. Um, should have, could have, would have. Yeah, that's, that's a big... It's almost scary to think about thinking, you know, if my time on this earth comes to an end and I have a regret, yeah, you know, what should I have done? And I think that discipline or regret thing is a huge piece, whether it's in a- uh, athletics or mm-hmm. working out or just in life in general. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think the cool thing about that quote is it applies to a lot of things, like even getting out of bed. You know, yeah. if you're if you're disciplined and you're getting up at you know seven every morning to start your day, you're not going to have many regrets about missing. Out on stuff, you know? Yeah, you're you're, exactly. you're giving yourself more time. It's yeah, that's sweet.
0: So with discipline and regret, man, obviously that's kind of like a brand you've tried to build throughout. Um, how else have you been trying to build this brand, and, or where do you think you can take this? Like do you have any long-term goals, <laughs> any big dreams that you got?
2: So it's really interesting because at first it was just a personal journal for myself. Mm-hmm. And over time I started following some of the football guys, and then that started to – kind of dissolve into everyone in my grade to people in other grades to just people around the Eau Claire area mm-hmm. to uh, right now I have people that are following me that I have no idea who they are and I get DMS you could say about like promotion promoting the business and stuff mm-hmm. and right now it's not re- really my intent I'm just trying to focus on becoming better myself yeah. and for football season yeah but once football season's over the sky's the limit. I could. I don't know what I'll do. That's sweet, dude. So, like, for
0: your future, let's say, if I were to ask you right now, what do you think you want to study in college? Do you think it has any correlation or connection to maybe this discipline or regret idea?
2: I honestly have no idea because being – so, multiple things. Yeah. One, growing growing up and my dad being a doctor, I've always wanted to go into medical school. Mm-hmm. But – um, seeing the toll it takes on him, as well as the commitment it takes for medical school and residency, I'm not sure if that's my path anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I could go into marketing or business or and yeah. build off that brand, or I could stick with sports medicine and maybe being a chiropractor yeah. with that movement as well as those that hands-on. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what my future is. Yeah,
0: that's good. I don't think I think a lot of people have no idea what they want to do and I think it's good that way cuz you're focusing in the moment. Mm-hmm. You're being disciplined in the moment like you said. Yes sir. You can figure out if you had the regret once you get there. Um but yeah, dude, that's awesome. So, another little story I always like to hear from you that um I don't know if you've told it a bunch is um you know last year's football season not really on the roster in the rotation right away and you kind of worked your way into kind of that role of playing that middle linebacker and almost leading the defense um mm-hmm. you ended up coming back and getting was it honorable mention uh um, i got honorable big mention. rivers yeah Yep. And, and a guy that wasn't even in the rotation to start with so can you talk about your journey with that a little bit
2: yeah i love talking about it yeah. so um freshman year was just It flew by so fast. It was so much fun. I wasn't really focusing on anything else. Uh, Sophomore, I kind of didn't know my place in the team yet because we were practicing with varsity. Mm -hmm. But I knew I was going to be on JV. And I was fine with that. And then middle way through the year, one of my teammates, one of my best friends, uh, got moved up due to injuries. And he played middle linebacker. You and can mention
0: his name if you want to. Yeah,
2: sure. His name's Easton Todd. Yeah. Great okay. guy.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought.
2: Yeah. And um, he got moved up, and I was like, I want to be that guy that gets moved up too. So throughout that sophomore year, I just worked. But being halfway through the year, there's not much you can do. Mm-hmm. Coming, Going into my junior year, I was like, okay, I'm going to outwork everyone. Yeah, And I'm going to... Study film, and I'm going to get this starting spot with Garen Garley. Yep. So, I grinded. I made the DOR. That was how it mostly started. Yeah. And, um, I canceled multiple family trips. My family went without me. I stayed home all alone, just for contact days, and just knowing it would be worth it. Mm-hmm. So I keep grinding, and by the end of The summer practices, and it's the first game, I don't get the starting spot. In fact, I'm not even the person, like, the main backup. I'm, like, the backup of the backup. So that really tore me up, and I was really disappointed. And you started off on JV, right? I did start on JV. you played a couple games on JV. And that really hit hard because at that point I put everything into it, and Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure, like, if – at that point I started questioning everything. Is football meant for me? Uh, do I even like football anymore? Uh, will my best ever be enough? Stuff like that. And um, what I did, I just chose to do my best on JV, even though I wasn't happy that I was on JV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I impressed the coaches. And through, you could say, luck, there were two injuries at linebacker position, and there was also... a you could say a movement in the roster. Mm -hmm. And I was halfway through the week. Coaches came up to me and said, you're going to be starting linebacker against Rice Lake, our third game of the year. Yep. And that was a huge shock for me because obviously I've always wanted it. But Mm -hmm. when a coach says you're going to be starting, it's something completely different than what you imagined. Yeah. So prep for that, I, Literally was in Coach Diaz's room, twenty four seven, as much as I could possibly be. Yep. I would skip classes, low key. <laughs> skip the end of classes, go to his room. I wouldn't go out to lunch with the friends. I would right. go into his room. Yeah. Just studying every single yeah play that Rice Lake did, and I just hope I did my best. And um, comes to the game, I'm super nervous. And. Yeah, dude luckily offense went out first i'm pretty sure
0: yep they did yep I lo- that was the first uh that was the first coin toss i lost yep cuz I, I i i'll i'll never forget that i didn't even get to make the call and we lost and i was so pissed cause i was undefeated through the year and i only lost two the whole entire year and that was one of them oh, yeah keep going sorry no
2: um so i was on the special team so i was already on the field and i got most of that adrenaline out but um First play, I was super nervous because you're not playing with five, six hundred and fifty pound kids anymore. You're playing with big boys. Mm-hmm. And yep. on the field, I'm the smallest one. So I'm like, here we go. And first play, I happened to get a tackle on a reverse counter. So I was, it was amazing. And yep. then throughout the year, uh, luckily, I started and then. Once the Easton talk got his um his injuries healed, I was lucky enough to beat him out at the position and yeah. uh, eventually, probably the zenith of my season was uh, leading the defense and calling out the plays for our playoff game. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's unreal. That's an unreal word, zenith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the helmet you wore, right?
2: No, I I wore it freshman and okay. sophomore year, but
0: that's a good word, man. That's a good. That's an awesome story, though. Just kind of like the working hard to get what you want and, mm-hmm. and I think Tom said it so good on just how different it is once you finally get those Friday Night Light games in mm-hmm. great. it's just it's different than any other sport or anything else when the whole community behind yeah. you and yeah.
2: screaming your name oh it's amazing yeah it's awesome dude and and
0: I think what's even better is the fact that uh, offense went out first and you just gotta sit there and kind of take it oh, and yeah. just sit there and wait and wait and wait I'll never forget the first time I got to play varsity it was, it was unreal that's a it's mm-hmm. definitely a memory that you'll never forget, and um, I'm glad you shared it so well. Yeah. yeah. Another,
2: another thing you'll never forget is the, them announcing your name after your first tackle. On yeah, varsity. yeah. You'll never forget that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Half the time it's either the wrong name or um, the wrong number because it's hard to relay oh, yeah. that information in, but once they get mm-hmm. it right, and especially if it's the first time.
2: Mm-hmm. I think they said Tom Schieffer for me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, It was good, though.
0: Yeah. I knew what they meant. Yeah. Yeah. It's st- you still put a smile on your face, like yeah, yeah, that was me, and then and then you got your friends in the student section that maybe mm-hmm. heard it too, and mm-hmm. then give you a, a nice cheer that way. But yeah, that's a, that's an awesome story, dude.
1: Yeah, I think I think getting there is one of the coolest parts because yeah. I wanted to ask you this: like, how much of how much of the getting there is working on yourself versus talking with other people or get, building up relationships to people that could get you further along that road?
2: I mean. I, most of it you just can't worry about anyone else the only person you can worry about is yourself Mm -hmm. and while people would like to say um, it's mostly politics or uh, it depends like you have to really know the coach well Mm -hmm. while in some cases that is the the case uh, the only thing you can depend on for your physical abilities yourself yeah
0: if you are extremely good and so much better than the person that is behind you you're gonna play I think I think coach sins does a good job with that mm-hmm. um, he doesn't get into the politics like some of yeah. the other coaches around uh, Memorial do um, he'll play the best player and obviously yep. that's what we saw mm-hmm. with uh, Tom coming in and um, so I want to talk a little bit about that Appleton North game because that's kind of that game was a lot going into our senior year. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a flash of what it might be like, because there was a lot of injuries, especially on the defensive side yep. of the ball. Um, so I guess first one to ask, like, um, how was it not having? Because you had Garen um, yep. who was an extremely good senior leader, oh, um, on the linebacker position. Amazing. How was it without him that game? So he ended up suffering a concussion the game before and wasn't able to play. What was it like? Because it was you and Torno back there, right? Yeah. So two juniors and. First round of the playoffs playing probably the two biggest spots on the defense. You want to talk about that for a little bit?
2: Yeah, sure. So, again, Garen, um, he was my brother. Mm-hmm. He was my other middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. We were always looking across each other saying, we got this play or nice tackle. We were always just together and connected.
0: I think good shit is Garen's term that he used. Oh, yeah. That was, that was like seven. the 24-7 word out of Garen.
2: Um, Every – Once I got the starting position, I didn't go to lunch with my guy friends most of the time. I always stayed in uh, Coach Diaz's room with Garen Garley and Cal Tanner and and sometimes EVG, and we just ate lunch every single day together. And uh, so, yeah, we created that bond early, and I don't think it's ever going to change. Yeah. So, going in to the Menominee game, we had a great first half, and then... Uh, Garen gets his bell rung,
0: yep, and oh. I knew it was bad too so did I. I sorry to cut you off, but no, I I was the one that rung his bell. It was a gang tackle, so one thing that we really did well on a defense, when Diaz really hounded it in was pursue the ball, mm-hmm. so we are pursuing the ball means is everybody's going to try to tackle the same guy because if five people try to tackle one guy he's going to come down regardless mm-hmm. of if he yep. how good he is or not um this play happened to be Garen and I were pursuing the same guy from different directions, and we sandwiched in between him and knock heads, and he got the harder blow. I don't know how, but um, he ended up – I'll never forget that look, just the look of pain, and he ended no, up finishing right. the game, which probably wasn't too smart of him, but I'm guessing on that play is when he got his concussion.
1: Yeah.
2: But, I, I knew it was bad when he looked over to me. He's like, tell me what the play is because he couldn't see, and he made me call out the plays yeah, for like the second half of the game. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's bad.
0: It is. Tough kid. He Always tough got hurt. Kid. Always got injured, though. Mm-hmm. He Always had, had that injury bug.
2: This, was it spine injuries? During yeah, he,
0: well, he messed up his neck, his oh, freshman neck. year, from that push-up stuff. Yep. And then, but crazy. Yeah. yeah, keep going with that. Uh, yeah, Menominee so. Game, you tell it well, man. You do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, second half of Menominee, we kind of just fell apart. We started pointing fingers at each other, blaming it on – this person or that person, and the brotherhood kind of fell apart, and at that point, we did not know if we were going to the playoffs or not, Mm -hmm. so we were kind of heartbroken, and this is our last game of the season, and we're going to blow it, Mm -hmm. we're going to choke, and we knew we could have had it, too. We saw the fear in their eyes the first half. Yeah, dude. And so that was a very sad moment. We... I'm not sure about Grant, but I was definitely crying with Garen and the boys.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's scary. Football is such a brotherhood sport when um, you might be done as a senior and you might have played your last football game and you don't know if that was your last football game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just the scariest sight to see because yep. we were right on the cusp of either making the playoffs or not. And, like, if we would have lost one more game, we wouldn't have been in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. um just, I think the fact that we played them so well in the first half. Obviously, mm-hmm. you want to win the game, but the fact that we played extremely well in the first half, we won the first half. I think. Oh,
2: not even. But yeah, yeah. the fact no that we doubt. did that, um, no doubt.
0: I think, propelled us because Menominee's always a great program. Yeah. Um, it propelled us to be um, that. Were we the last seed? Were they the number one seed? Were they? I we were the, yeah, I think we were the last seed, uh, one of the last. Yeah, teams I think in. we were
2: like the last one or two. Yeah,
0: so um, propelled us into that Appleton North game. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, we found out like was it like midnight? Yeah, it was. Um,
0: it was like twelve thirty, I think, is yeah, when I came out.
2: Got the tweet from Coach Sin saying that we're playing Appleton North the next week.
0: Yep. Wow. Film was probably up within forty-five minutes of yeah, that, mm-hmm. and then. We got right after it on that uh, Saturday, started watching film and prepping for that playoff game.
2: Yeah, it didn't really hit me till I think the next day that Garen was injured and that he cannot play. Mm. So that started um, making me think about, okay, how are we going to adjust to this? Because uh, I'm going to give it my all to win. Yeah. But how are we going to adjust? Because this is a big blow to our team. Mm-hmm yeah he was
0: one of the four captains and, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah, he was that backbone of the defense, yeah, so I get a I think I got a text from Coach Diaz or maybe it was Coach sins that said, "Hey, you're gonna be calling the plays this week and I kind of just sat there like, man, how f- I've come so far, but yeah. I'm not done yet, and this yeah. is gonna be rough, but I uh, adjusted and I knew all the plays from playing. But it's so much different for you for you to see Coach Diaz making the signs and yep. then you thinking, okay, what play is this, and then telling everyone what the play is. Yeah, and
0: it's hard on defense. Offense, you can get a huddle, mm-hmm. and you can you don't huddle on you defense. You take time. You don't really huddle on defense, so you got to really make sure it's just reaction. And everybody's it's uh, defensive plays can be very complex sometimes with what we do. So if you don't get that information across, it can blow a whole play, and a whole play can blow a whole game, and a whole game can blow a whole season. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to make sure that you're doing it correctly. And um, I think you did a very good job coming in because you just studied that playbook so hard. It was was my Bible. Yeah. I I mean, um, sorry to cut you off again, but, yeah, I think the fact that – I think it's kind of should be shown that calling the plays on uh, defense – because you signal it in, he, he has these weird yep. signals that he calls in. He has those arm signals. And we probably have 35 different signals At for least, 35 yep. different plays. Um, and then you've got to organize a Ricky or Lucy call with mm-hmm. your D lineman. Um, and then on top of that,
2: you have to take into account of the adjustments for their offense for this week. Yeah. Because no matter what the base call is, it's going to be different every single week due to their offense and what holes that you need to be filled into, if that makes sense. Yep, that
0: makes sense. That, that makes sense. Yeah. So,
2: so going, so let's just, so there was a play, we called it Shark and Knife. Yeah. That play against Chippewa is totally different against, uh, let's just say, Menominee or Appleton North. Mm-hmm. The, the concept's the same, but the holes are different and where mm-hmm. the linebackers fill are different. Yeah. So, you just got to always be on your toes and always be reacting. So back to the Appleton North game. Yeah. Uh, I found out that I was going to be calling the plays and that Sam Torno was actually going to fill in for Garen. And Sam Torno, big guy, good, not good, great tackler. Yeah. Um, but just like I was, I did not, like, we didn't have that experience. And. Yeah. On the football field, that's a huge piece of an experience, because mm-hmm. varsity versus JV, a whole different animal. Especially sure. against a team with like Appleton North, um, yeah, they had some crazy dudes. They had a sophomore that was the running back that was an yep. absolute giant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> tree
0: trunks for legs on that kid and he was fast too. It's like Vincent Trapani. Yeah. Not even joking. Yeah, he was he was a fast boy. Yeah. But some studs down there down south of the state, that's mm-hmm. for sure.
2: That's for sure. And um we put up a good fight, but again, kinda like the Menominee game, we had a good or decent first half and then we kinda fell apart. Started pointing the finger and Yeah. Nothing much to say.
0: Yeah, end of the season, um, just that somber bus ride back where you realize we're never going to have this team together again. Or it's never going to be the same after this, playing football. Cause those, especially for me, um, playing. I played three years with those guys, so those mm-hmm. guys were just as close as any of the juniors would have been for me that year. Um, if so, more so. Yeah, cause, because cause I wasn't really, yeah. I, I, um, so to kind of go through my track, I uh, played JV with those guys. So kind of the natural progression would be you play freshman team, you maybe play a little bit of um, JV your sophomore year, or you then you start JV your um, junior year, and then you can play varsity. Um, but the, the path for me was I started off on freshman team and JV, um, ended up going JV and varsity towards the end of the year, um, and then I was varsity only with those guys who were um, on JV with me, in that struggle sophomore year—that's a big struggle because you're you're not playing very much on JV, mm-hmm. you're small on JV, and then you got to come and get beat up in practice every day it's... by the Cormac Sampsons and the Jack Kerns. Yeah. Now it's going to be the Grant Gerbers and the Thomas Sheeper's. <laughs> so uh, I'm not
2: sure how hard or easy I'm going to take yeah, on this year. Yeah,
0: we'll see how how we'll see how they practice. Ask. I think. Will be maybe a little nicer, but we still got to get things done. So mm-hmm. if we got to lay wood, we got to lay wood. You got to lay the sad. discipline, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lay the discipline. That's well <laughs> said, Jackson. But yeah, it, with the with the brotherhood that you just build with the three or four years of struggle you gone with those guys, um, to just have the one time, the one game, and then the last whistle, and then it's just done and over, and mm-hmm. um, so, and especially with this year without being. spring season because a lot of those guys would play a spring sport and then you kind of get a lengthy amount of closure with those guys it just kind of ended right there so Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely something we picked up our senior jerseys um, the other day for senior pictures and it's just scary sight to just think that that's going to be us in the next three months man so you just got to make the best of your time be disciplined so you don't have those regrets right?
2: That just brought back a memory for me go ahead Uh, it was end of freshman year um, Coach brought up, like, maybe th- four guys or maybe five guys from JV uh, to go practice the varsity for, like, the last week. And yeah. I played Scout O, <laughs> and I was, I think, like, a wing yeah. for whatever team. What, was it Bayport? Yeah, we played Bayport yeah. our, our, the freshman So I was, like, year, a wing round. for Bayport. And I remember every single play, I had one job. It was gold block Cormac Sampson. God. And literally every (laughs) single play, he'd grab me by my shoulder pads, he'd push me up, and then body slam me down (laughs) every single play.
0: uh, For people who don't know, Cormac uh, took a scholarship to Wisconsin – Pretty good football player. Big, big guy. 6'6", yeah. six, six, probably. When he was in high school, that's he was ridiculous. probably 6'6", six, six, uh, 245. He's mm-hmm. even bigger now. He's getting reaching that 265. Probably, yeah. He'll he'll probably end up playing old line down there at Wisconsin. Big physical kid in high school, too. Um, Such but an athlete. Yeah. yeah, really talented guy, especially because now he's down at Wisconsin pretty much doing whatever they want with mm-hmm. him. But, um, yeah, so that's the struggle that comes with playing that young – you know, and being blessed enough to be able to move up, um, mm-hmm. that freshman year and see those guys because yep. we saw it early, man. A lot of freshmen don't get to see that struggle mm-hmm, on man. that last game with those seniors, um, and I'm glad that we got to see that, that freshman year and that um, Coach Sins was able to bring us down. And I got to suit up in pads that game, and you guys were just on the jer- yep. in the jerseys, right? Yep. I actually played one snap of that game. Um, just got totally shit on and didn't play the rest of the game. It was so bad. I was probably five yards down the field and it was not good. But yeah, it, um, good memory there that Bayport game. And hopefully we'll be able to get it done in the playoffs this year. We haven't. I've never been able to experience a playoff dub, so we'll have to bring it bring one home this fall.
2: Without a doubt.
0: Yeah. Um. How about goals for the season coming into the season? Goals. Whether they're team or individual goals, you yeah. can do whatever one first. But
2: yeah. So. Cliché, but first goal is to win the city. Yep. And it's not great goal right there. <laughs> it's not m- – many may think it is, but it's not just given. You still have to work, and they are a good – they're a football team. So yeah. you've got to compete and you got to yeah. win your city. Well said. It's not just spoon-fed. Yeah. Um. Second goal for me probably is make it to playoffs. Cause football is a team sport, so most of my goals are going to be team oriented. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Make it to playoffs. Yeah. And like Grant said, hopefully get a dub, get it to the second rounds at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Individual goals, uh, I'd probably say. Got to shoot for the moon first. Team all conference for linebacker.
0: Yep. That's doable. That's definitely doable for you, man. You can work that. You can work your way into that. There's. It's it's very competitive at the linebacker position, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody puts in the time on film like you do. I think that's, some, well, that's one way you've really separated yourself, um, and that's one way that I think a lot of people are starting to realize that, but you've realized it early enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a great goal to have too. Um, yep. It's hard to uh, say individual goals yep. as far as numbers – or, like, let's say oh, you yeah. want to get, like, 60 tackles. It's just hard because none of that's really counted yeah. in high school. Yeah. So, um, saying anything like that, I understand. Um, but, yeah.
2: I wish they – so, last year, they have that one website with, like, the stat sheets for tackles and stuff. Yeah. You know how not all the teams put their stats into it? Yeah. Yeah. I wish they did. But last year, um, I was third in tackles. In the conference? and you got honorable mention for two I was two games down
0: yeah for varsity. yeah so um I don't know how they exactly do it for awards such as like yeah, first I don't team know I think that. I think they have a team so they'll um have 4 D linemen, two linebackers, mm-hmm. a couple DBs, maybe a safety and then those are the guys that'll get first yep. and then the same thing for second and then yep. they do honorable mention yep so um yeah, it's it's interesting the way they um record those numbers and yeah. um I d I don't know if it's as much number oriented as much as it I don't is think just it is. kicking ass out there and yeah. taking names. So. I think
2: that's where the politics come in. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. I think you're right about that.
2: But yeah, it's definitely doable uh for the both team and individual goals. Mm.
0: So um you're an off season captain right now. Yep. Um it's you, me, Bryce. Um, and Hank Bowes that are uh, the off-season captains. Um, How do you think discipline and regret kind of moved yourself into that leadership role?
2: Well, at first it wasn't – I wasn't thinking about DOR helping me, but it really truly has because with this pandemic, um, it's been hard to communicate with guys and uh, show them how you're putting your work in and uh, just – keeping tabs on everyone. Mm-hmm. So obviously telling people to, Hey, make sure you go lift or make sure you go do sprints. Obviously that's good. But once you can, uh, lead by your actions, yep. that's when people know, okay, he's committed. Yeah. So by having DOR, I can show people, Hey, I'm putting this work in so I can tell you to put that work in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not being a hypocrite. Yeah. There's nothing worse than someone who will try to push something
0: on you and then they don't do it either. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great leadership quality to have is um, Mm -hmm. lead by example. Yep. And just um, if they don't want to be that same example and they think something should be done differently, okay, good for you, but it's working out for me Mm -hmm. and I'm doing what I think is right. So as long as you're doing what you need to do to prep for that season and have that discipline, it all comes back to that discipline, right? I mean. Just being disciplined and not to uh, get it done. So, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, that's awesome. It's been awesome to see on your page too when you have like a like other people come into your house and work out with you. It's been awesome to see other people join in on that journey.
2: Uh, Yeah, I love I love having the guys and making some GoPro videos and Mm -hmm. just spreading the good energy.
0: Yeah. Um. So, Tom. Going into your senior year, you're going to um, obviously probably run for captain, being in that off-season captain. Mm-hmm. Um, who are some other leaders or um, people who have impacted you um, or you would want to be, like, coming into that role?
2: Yeah, so I think the first thing I think of is just being compassionate towards the underclassmen. Yeah. And the first thing or first person I think of is Adam Webb. Yeah. Because... I remember it was just in the locker room. He just came over to all the freshmen and he was just dapping all of us up and just mm-hmm. learning our names and whatever. And that's nicknames yep. and stuff. And then seeing him at the dances, yeah, him partying with us, it was just a super good time. So yeah, if I can be really like fun. Webb and just be nice to the younger kids and show them the ropes and just show them that they're wanted and that they're. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. They have a spot on the team Yeah, because right? what it comes yeah. down to is you got 100 guys that are fighting to try to play mm-hmm. but each one of those 100 guys has something different in in themselves that they can bring to the table and just letting them know like hey we want you here and you're a good part of the team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's very important especially you don't hear that very often from a senior captain to a no. freshman that no. doesn't really play. So mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a good that's a good thing to bring up. Mhm. Who else would you say if you had to pick um, maybe one more or I'm trying to think. maybe a coach or what have you?
2: Another thing I, for when I was a freshman, another person I think of was King Calchera. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't as sociable to me as Adam Webb, but if you asked him a question or just reached out to him, he was always there and he yeah. was always happy to yeah. help you. Because um, I know some people would be like, why are you wasting my time or – Stuff like that. Yeah. But he would never do that. And then he also just had that love for the game, and he also put that work in, so it was a good uh, good example to have.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think someone that also comes to mind is when you're talking about passion is, um, you know, Tyler Nichols. Oh, yeah. Um, he wasn't the nicest guy. He wasn't like a Keegan or Adam. He'd or, scream at you. Yeah, he would <laughs> yell at you. He would – um. Make sure that you're doing things right. And if you're not, he'd let you know. But um, I think that's somebody who had a huge, huge impact on me personally um, because I was practicing with them a lot, and I was messing up a lot. But he kind of – he did play favorites, and I do think he was nicer to me than others, which obviously is going to help. But the fact that he would um, take the time to try to teach you, I think is what another thing um, Mm – that I, I really liked out of him and something that I've tried to help uh, or that's helped me try to be a better leader is um, not just telling them what to do, but teaching them what to do mm-hmm. and making sure that they're understanding why um, they might be getting yelled at or, yeah. or what whatever it is. But yeah, I think um, teaching and um, connecting versus telling and just, Talking to them, yeah, I think is a huge leadership thing coming mm-hmm. into senior year that I think you value and I obviously value.
2: Mm-hmm. This is so. kind of going on a tangent, but what people need to know, especially with Tyler's, that's coming from a place of love and yeah, not like sure. he's not trying to control you or make you feel bad. Yeah, he's just trying to make you become better and the team better. Mm-hmm. And this is also another tangent, but. It's all good, man. It's a podcast. You can go on tangents. We got time. Society, like, these days, everyone's so soft. Everyone gets their feelings hurt so easily. And you just need, like, great example of Tyler. If I can see so many people, like, taking it the wrong way. Exactly. And letting it affect them Mm -hmm. to the point where they could even quit football. While you need to step back. Just see the situation of he's trying to make me better yep. and grow from it.
0: Yeah, and I think another thing with him is his passion for his senior year where if he wants to make sure he does everything possible for himself, obviously, because it's his senior year. It's his last year of high school mm-hmm. football. Um, but then leaving that lasting impact of being an old Abe and fighting with old Abe pride, um, that that senior class I think really did leave. Absolutely. Um, and like, it comes down to if it's his last year at Memorial playing football, why would he just go through the motions and be there to try to not educate, but uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where they want to make sure they make an impact on the younger classes, the younger guys, and making sure that those guys then carry it on. And, and, and then it just keeps getting filtered through, hopefully, every year. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you build that big team culture aspect yep. that mm-hmm. Coach sends really, really talks about and he yeah. really puts on a high pedestal
2: they were um, they were definitely the most united team to this day that i've seen yeah that, I, I think that they freshman were more, year yeah i think they were more united in the past two years yeah as a team yeah,
0: yeah. i think uh we have an opportunity to be a oh, lot like definitely, them definitely because a lot of a lot of the guys didn't really play a lot last year mm-hmm. and it's going to be a very different team than it was last year very. so i think that um with the impact of COVID and everything, once we finally get football hopefully back, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. the bond will, will be stronger than ever, and then we can just carry it right on in, for the next three months of mm-hmm. fall camp and stuff like that. So
2: I think it
1: definitely will be. Are there uh, any are there any people for like both of you guys like professionals or celebrities that also give you that type of inspiration, or is that or is a better inspiration the people who are closer to you?
2: Um, I have one guy. His name is Russell Orhe. He is a professional powerlifter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually, this is one of his shirts, but it says get better today on it. Yeah. And it says grind for tomorrow. Yeah. And he's just got that vibe where he's, hey, the only thing I can control is myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to get better. Yeah. And through that consistent grinding, uh, I'll be what I'm supposed to be one day. He's just got that good vibe, yeah. and he doesn't care what anyone else thinks of him. Mm-hmm. Just what you need today uh, in today's society of social media and just um, mental illnesses and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, it came down to um, I wanted to be a lot like J.J. J. Watt. J.J. J. Watt oh, is yeah. a guy that I always looked up to, a guy that I always thought that if I could play like J.J. J. Watt with all the injuries, of course. Um <laughs> It, that would be really good for me. But then, then I kind of realized that you don't have to be like J.J. J. Watt to be a good football player. You can be your own, and J.J. J. Watt, for an example, is a, is actually a really good example of, you know, he wasn't the huge monster guy in high school. He ended up going to Wisconsin and working his tail off to get in the rotation there, and then he just went up from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but just he was a guy that – an example of working hard, kind of like Tom, to get, to make sure that you – got things done that you wanted to get done mm-hmm. and having no regrets um yeah leave it all on the yeah field. I wanted to be like J.J. Watt my freshman year I wanted number 99 but then I realized what well, I can be different than J.J. J. Watt I don't have to be J.J. Watt I can be Grant Gerber um mm-hmm. and so that's why I'm just nine not 99 so Perfect. yeah there you just go. a little bit like J.J. J. Watt not a lot like J.J. J. Watt so. <laughs> but yeah I'd Perfect. say if that's one guy that really I looked up to I'd probably say say mm-hmm. him but yeah yeah it's um crazy with sports bringing back, and hopefully we get something back here. But um, yeah. how do you feel about kind of stuff starting to come back? Are you hoping that?
2: I mean, yes, we need to be safe about it, but life has to move on.
0: Yeah, I get that.
2: And, um yeah, we got to adjust because we can't avoid the pandemic. We just got to yeah. live with it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sports coming back is – the right move but it just has to be done accordingly. Yeah. yeah.
1: It'll be interesting to see how they how how they figure out their work around to it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will definitely be one of those things where um it'll probably be, it will be different. You just got to realize how different it'll be and then mm-hmm. move on from it. So,
2: I'd say the only other leaders that I think of um for football would be Garon Gray. we've already talked about him. Just a great yeah. great guy. And then even like trying to think
0: i think of a guy like evg um who just played hard Mm -hmm. you know i love evg he knows that but i think a lot of times he didn't lead by example very good Mm -hmm. i think um i was really close with evg just because of how hard he played Mm -hmm. he didn't care what it took he just played hard yep um uh but yeah and then i I guess he's kind of one of the guys that i got close to early too Mm -hmm. so um, yeah,
2: for me, it, it took time. Yeah, for EVG because yeah, at first he didn't have faith in me, you could say. Yeah, he uh, I'm not trying to throw him under or anything. No, it's all good. He uh told me a couple times that I shouldn't be on the field; it should be Easton said Ooh. and stuff like that. But over time, we both gained respect for each other. Yeah, and grew.
0: Yeah, I think I'll never forget when we were just going uh it was like the scout team versus RD and it's always Tom just running in and smacking someone. He's all he practices harder than when he says he's the hardest worker in the room. It's it's hard to compete with Tom and I think it's good to have that guy on your team where mm-hmm. Tom's one of the guys on the team where it's like, okay, he keeps myself in check and then that keeps mm-hmm. everybody in check. So yeah. um yeah, I'm definitely glad to have you as a teammate now and now yes, you're in that starting spot. You're ready for that spot come senior year and
1: ready to attack it, man. Come I just want to get after it right now. <laughs> Let's go. Do you guys usually have practices starting at this time, or is it a little bit later it's in the like, summer? We were it's supposed not formal to have,
2: practice, but it's like lifting. Mm-hmm. And
1: like Well, we were supposed to have contact days.
0: Oh, um, yeah. But those got pushed back. So normally what happens is we have a summer camp of just at Memorial of yeah. – they call it two-a-days where we practice in the morning and then in the afternoon. And, uh, oh, God, it's awesome. It's <laughs> so awesome. It's but, awesome,
2: but it's a grind. Mm-hmm. It
0: is. It is. Coming in in the morning, it's usually, what, what was it? It was 7 to nine thirty. It was like a two-and-a-half-hour practice and then like a two-hour practice. Um, mm-hmm. Normally just helmets and shoulder pads in the morning and then helmets in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then one time we went to Carson and did full pads and had like a scrimmage. It's mm-hmm. awesome. So that would have been, I think that would have been this week. Yeah, because it's it's like the 23rd, and I think we pushed it back exactly one month. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so we would have had those. We're supposed to have them in like one month, Mm -hmm. so we'll keep our fingers crossed for those. They'll be different for sure than what they've been in the past. um, For sure. Yeah, we'll see where everything goes. So then what would happen is um, you get the contact days in, and then, you wait until August. I think it's 3rd this year is when we get going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Something third. like that. Yep. Um, and then we start practices every day from then on. Wow. Then on out until hopefully the middle of November. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully. And then because um, usually November is, like, right around where the first playoff game
1: Yeah. hits. So. And how big are those playoff games? Are those statewide, right? Yep, those are. So there's um, is there four different yep. kind of, like, Brackets, like, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: brackets. You can
0: say like, um, kind of sections where, and it's not by yeah, it's region all, it's like either. A, it's like a sectionals. Okay, it's weird,
2: but it's not by division. It's by like seed, right?
0: I think it is by division and seed. Okay, it's the football one. They're also different in the WIA. and there's just so many teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of football teams that'll make it in, and so um, it's like a whole nother season once playoffs hit. So you have, um three levels to get to the semi so you would end up playing five games after the season yep. was over. so that's another we only play nine games that's another, half, another half a season yeah. so it's it gets long in the playoffs and having a lot of seniors that can shed a lot of light onto the underclassmen mm-hmm. so that um, come playoffs, injuries, suspensions, whatever it is, having other kids ready. That's kind of how you can make that long run into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for it, man. Yeah. Senior year came so
1: fast, yeah. Jackson. We'll see how much of it we actually get, though, right? Exactly, dude. Exactly. It'll be weird
0: wearing masks and everything. You got a mask? Oh, of course. Do you have like a designer like like Jackson <laughs> yeah. and I like? <laughs> you keep calling him designer. Won't yeah, you? <laughs> I, I don't know what else to call him. Like we were just talking with Harry. Um, our our moms make. Uh, like make them okay so do you have like a design on yours like a cool design or no, something I, do not. I think that's gonna be the move dude you got to get a mask with like super cool design yeah you got to get something. some embroidery on it or yeah something, right something maybe like uh you can make a
2: D-O-R. or you yes. could just cut that you could cut, cut this off out of
0: fabric and then make it out of that yeah <laughs> i don't know dor yeah, yeah that's, sir. Cool. that's what she said but yeah masked life is no more mask yeah. off you gotta future, get used to it yeah different, different nah, i can slide. be able to
2: breathe for the next how many months? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. might just
0: invest in one
1: of the visors. Yeah. You know what I'm talking? Just yeah. straight down. I've heard those those, those huge, don't work. The huge gas masks. Those are more comfortable than really the little ones. Do Maybe they it, breathe better? Yeah, it's just like come it.
2: to school with a hazmat suit.
1: <laughs> you know, Marco you know. Marco would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You. Marco make a TikTok out of it way. too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he would would make a TikTok out of it. So, um, where can we find discipline or regret? Just on Instagram, or have you started to branch out?
2: Right now, it's just Instagram. Okay, Mm -hmm. but people have been wanting a TikTok. Of it. I think a
0: TikTok could do very well? Yeah, and Um, then possibly a YouTube with depending on how.
2: Yeah, because people have been coming over to my house for help on form Mm -hmm. or for them to help them with a training program yeah so we shall see the future is wide I'm just keeping my options open we'll see how see where the wind that's takes awesome, us that's
0: awesome dude alright Tom thanks for coming on and sharing uh, discipline and respect and a couple football stories it was nice to just shoot the breeze with one of the football guys again and um, we hope you the best with discipline and regret and Thank everything like that so yeah, yeah
2: happy to be on the blank podcast yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. we'll figure it out boom right there I just quoted <laughs> it